1: Welcome into latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined the studio today by Craig Burley, Stevie Nicol, and we also welcome to the program. Frank LeBeuf joins us today, a program really which is all about the Premier League giving a full calendar of Boxing Day matches today. We'll start off with the league leaders who came from behind to beat West Ham by three goals to one. All of Arsenal's goals coming in the second half in Ketia Martinelli and Saka giving Arteta side, three more points, and as it stands, it puts them seven clear at the top of the table. City, of course, in action later on in the week. Newcastle moved up to second. We'll speak about them a little later on, but let's start off, shall we, with the Gunners, who just pretty much have started where they left off. They were really good, especially in the second half today.
2: No, they did, and, and uh, obviously West Ham taking the lead, uh, hitting on the counter-attack. I mean, I, I don't know about the, the lads. I don't have a problem with the penalty. No. Uh, I thought it was good refereeing for Michael Oliver. He was right on the spot. Just because Jared Bowen doesn't go down, it uh, doesn't mean there's no contact. So, good spot there. Uh, Antonio was a problem over the top, and that's at times. Uh, but yeah, the big question was I suppose everybody was looking at Eddie and Ketia, mm-hmm. and he got his goal in the end. But I mean, he did have some moments in the first half where you thought, uh, you know, it's all sort of falling down. But that'll do him the world of good. It's whether they think they can go all the way to the end of the season without adding somebody in
1: January. I, I don't know if that's going to be possible for them. We've seen it quite a lot already this season. Arsenal going behind Stevie and their head's not dropping. The belief that this team seem to have in themselves is a big development on what we've seen in previous seasons. Well, they don't change the way they play.
3: They, they have a system. Uh, it's not complicated. It's passing and moving the ball. Uh, and when you have the ability that they have, particularly Martinelli, Saka on either wing... Then you're going to cause teams problems. And, and at half-time... It's a great role there, though, isn't it? Aye. Okay, at half-time, it it well. that was the question I, that, that was in my head. Are they going to change? Will they change anything? Right. Will they start panicking? Will they start trying to get the ball forward quicker? Or, or will they just do what they've been doing? And 100%, they did what they've been doing. Uh, and in the end, it was
1: actually very easy. They're a good team to watch as well, aren't they, Frank?
4: Very much so. I mean, uh, I love that the fact that they had the con- they had in control of the game for ninety minutes. Even if they conceded a goal, you know, it was mostly a counter attack. But I like the enthusiasm that they put into the into the game. They, they want to win every time. They put the pace. They go forwards. They, they they imagine scenarios on top of it. How you can uh, uh, trick the, the the others, but always with a good pace is not a tiki-taka that you know that I'm I'm not big friend with. <laughs> Uh, they're very vertical and uh, they have a master they have a master that young other is getting better and better even if he was very lucky on the, on the assist on Saka because I think he wanted to shot, shoot on goal but really uh, everybody has a good part you know the defend, defenders do, does what they have do what they have to do Ramsdale had one save to make and he did uh, and uh, on t- uh, at front, you know, I thought, and Kita has been working hard, you know, to help the team. It's been uh, awarded by the, 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 the third goal that uh, the Gunners scored. Everybody did, does the job. And uh, even Shaka, Shaka in the middle of the park, I mean, with Party and other guard, they, it's why they, they, they win games, because they win. They win all the ball they have to win. Everybody is spot on. They work hard all together. And it's why you have to be careful. With, if you want to bring somebody, you have to make sure that he's going to fit to the, to the, to the squad and doesn't destroy this atmosphere.
2: Well, there was a, a huge slice of luck, as Frank talked about with the first goal that yes. Saka scored. Yes. And by the way, great strength from him in the lead-up. to I mean I, I mean, I suppose in some way, perfect scenario for Orteta, Eventually, young Enketia gets his goal. So there's always going to be a big question there. There is until the, the window closes. Martinelli and Saka on the score sheet, the two wide guys that have been brilliant for them. And all this talk about... but well, There's been some talk, and we've indulged in it, and Joe Felix, and yes. would that be a potential for a player to come in? Maybe short term, but but you're not really taking... You know, you're not taking Odegaard out of the team. Mm-hmm. You're not moving him out of position. He's playing too well. He's the captain... He's offering. He was man of the match, I think, in, in the game by the, the by the host broadcaster in the UK. So you're not really changing. I tell you, the one thing that annoys me though, in, in a sense, and it's not on the field, it's just slightly off the field, is Mikela Tedza. Right? He, he can't help himself. He, yeah. No, I know he can't help himself, and I understand managers bobbing up and down crazily, but. There's a technical area there for a reason. And at one point in the second half, if I was Sufile, I think I might have tried to pick him up and throw him back in the technical area. <laughs> he's getting too close.
3: Right. Too much. It
2: is too much. It's too much. And the fourth official has to say, look, look. I mean, he's almost on top of players when they're running down. The, when you, sometimes when you're running back as a defender or running forward as an attacker, you have to just leave the pitch momentarily. If you're bending a run or you're going shoulder to shoulder with somebody. He stood there. And also he was, he's, he's out with the old imaginary cards as he was for the, uh, the challenge on Kieran Tierney, I think, by Jared Bowen, which wasn't an elbow, the arm was up. And So there are a few things about him, that's off the footballing side, that I think he needs to sort of rein in a little bit. But in terms of on the field, they've just, as you said, picked up where they left off.
1: But from a footballing side, the players seem to buy what, whatever he's selling, Stevie. Well, not only
3: are they buying what he's selling, but they actually make it look pretty easy you know they all look comfortable they all seem to know exactly where everybody's going to be uh, they seem to know everybody's strengths i mean again that's one of the keys of a great side when you know what what the what the positives and negatives are of the players around you then when you're passing the ball to them then simple things like putting it on the right foot or putting it in front of them or putting it behind them all of these things that sometimes teams can't do they make it look really simple. Like in the league. No,
2: no, I'd still see City. See, here's the problem. you you ask yourself, right, there's not, there's going to be, a, there are a lot of people that'll be pleased for Eddie and Kettie. Young boy coming in, lots of pressure on him. Gabriel Jesus out. Uh, all right, he's had some game time in the past. He's not, he's not a fledgling, but you know, he's not somebody who's, he's, who's been looked upon to carry a team. And if you look at it. They, you know, Arsenal fans will be thinking, "Oh, yeah, this is brilliant." When you look at the big picture, is he a step down from Jesus? Of course, he is. Mm. If Jesus was fully fit now, would we? Have, would the conversation change in terms of that question? You yes. Asked? Yeah. You still be going, City? Yeah. Still going to be tough. You take Jesus out and put a less experienced player in who has got himself a goal in this game, and then think about it for the rest of the season. There's more than fifty percent of the season gone. We're not even at a halfway stage yet. Yeah. That That's a big challenge. Unless they know Jesus is coming back a little quicker than maybe he's been reported, I definitely think they're going to have to beef up that area. As I said the other day, even if it's a short-term
3: move. But it is, it is tough, because if you, if you do bring a Jao Felix in, for example, he's not coming there to sit on the bench. Right. So then... You can't not you can't <laughs> not play Martinelli. Yeah. You can't not play Saga. Do you play Felix? And Stur- you mix it with a formula that's working at the moment. It's it, it it is it's such a fine balancing act. I mean, I think of I think of Newcastle back in the nineties when they they signed a guy called Tina Espria, and he completely messed everything up. The, the the way they were playing was similar to Arsenal. It was all flowing. it was all easy. Everybody knew their job, and then when they made that change. It kind of fell apart and ended up losing the league to Manchester United. So you have to be careful Uh, when you bring somebody in.
4: On top of it, you know, when you um, when you're talking about Gabriel Jesus before he got injured, you know, the, some criticism came up saying that he well, wasn't scoring enough goals. You know, so nothing is perfect in a perfect world, and uh, and you have to accept that, <laughs> that you have a squad. It's not to
1: be a perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, 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 but, no, but
1: everything, <laughs> everything
4: everything seems to be no, but everything seems to be working very well. You know, you got they got thirty, I don't know how many points. In, uh, in 47 points, you know, it's crazy. They, 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 they lost like seven points in uh, all the games that they played. So it seems to be perfect me, for me. But there were some criticism about Gabriel Jesus. So it wasn't perfect with him as well. So you could have criticism toward that. So having enketia, I think it's a good substitution. And uh, meanwhile, you know, Gabriel Jesus comes back to fitness. Do you really need to get somebody? If you keep on playing with, like they play today, if you keep on winning... But the point, too, as we all agreed, bring somebody who you're not sure is going is to do better than the others already in, in charge.
2: There's so much more to Gabriel Jesus' game, though. You know? Right. It's like, in the you movie. Know, I understand, but there is a lot of facets to his game. There's always good news around the corner. What, what you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, just the fixtures. It's just, there's so many questions uh, to try and win this league. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brighton uh, are going great. Yeah. Newcastle. Uh, cup game, then Tottenham and Man United uh, coming up, and then they're away to ha- then they're playing hapless Everton. Right. Moment. Uh, it, it, it's just another barrier for Ateta tether- I mean, so far they're clearing those hurdles. Yeah, West, not- West Ham are terrible as well, by the way, aren't they? Aye. Oh, they haven't been playing yeah. uh, particularly well, and they set up for a defensive. It's amazing how uh, packet. Paquita looks like a Brazilian international in the Brazilian team (laughs) and he looks like like a a West Ham (laughs) player in the West Ham team. It does. But you know, these hurdles are just... They're going to have to... And and so far they've dealt with them brilliantly. There's nothing to suggest Mm. that they can't cope with these games. And I know we're probably going to talk about Newcastle because they were brilliant. My honest thought on the whole thing is I think Arsenal will sit in their hands and wait in Jesus coming back. Yeah, I think they're going to try and ride it out. I think that's what they'll try and do. Uh,
1: meanwhile, in the earlier game, we saw Liverpool beat Aston Villa by three goals to one. Steve, there are many reasons to be concerned about your health. Oh. Watching Liverpool at the moment certainly has to be added to the list. It is so frantic. It's great for the neutral because you, you know there's going to be chances at both ends. But goodness me, it's frantic. There's nothing controlled about it. <laughs>
3: nothing. I mean... On paper, that looks a good result, away from home. Yeah, well, no, it is a good result. You, score three, you score three. Well, it's definitely a good result when you consider that Aston Villa could have scored three or four themselves. And, and I've got to, I do have to ask Klopp what he's telling these midfield players because, you know, at 2-1, they're going forward and they're finishing up with, like, five and six in the box and when they don't put it in the net, all of a sudden, it's a cavalry charge up the other end. I mean, that's, that, you don't win, they don't win the Premier League doing that. Right. There has to be some sort of organisation behind the ball. You can't just have people running in the box just because they want they fancy scoring a goal. It's not, it's not schoolboy stuff. And, and that, to me, is Liverpool's biggest problem. The middle of the park can't stop anybody from getting at the back line. And the back line... Listen, I thought Wanda Huy was good today, but the amount of chances they've given up is incredible. Incredible! It's a good job for them that Villa's finishing. Yes.
2: Apart from the Ollie Watkins yeah. goal, it was absolutely yeah. horrendous. horrendous. I mean, people just swiping at the yeah, ball. Yeah, Leon
1: Bay had a bad day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. two or three times yeah. in the first
2: half as well. Uh, and but but then we move on to 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 Liverpool's own Mister Nunes, Mister Nunes, who you know we were talking at length on the Man City game in the the, the League, uh, League Cup in midweek, the Caribou Cup. It was a continuation. Ever, from from the minute he stepped over that ball in the first ten minutes, that got whipped across by Andy Robertson. Yeah. When he dummied it, I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, the, I, the fans call him chaos, and it is yeah, but, chaos. You know, there's so much, there's so much, like, look. is it? Liverpool have been used to recently having Roberto Firmino come short, link up the play. Not saying he can't do it, but here's a guy who pretty much is the opposite. He wants to run in behind. Yeah. He's fast, he'll run the channels, he'll stretch defenders. He's really He was really worrying the centre-halves in terms of peeling off the shoulders. Now, the other side of that coin, and uh, you must have seen it, Stevie. was he needs to learn how to try and keep himself on side? Right. You know, it's a bad yeah, he habit. Was, he must have been offside. Oh, yeah.
3: It, I mean, some of the times when you know, he didn't yeah. call it, it was so obvious. It, you know, he's like running ahead, two and three yards for a ball across
2: the box, and the, the, the line was just waiting to go, he's offside. So, there are so many things that are naive about his game, but on the other side of it, he does
1: some exciting stuff. Terrorises defenders. Yeah. It terrorises them. So, w- w- where do we stand? He gets one goal and then that's it? The ketchup will just kind of, kind of spill out the, the, the bottle? Uh,
3: he, he, he has to get some composure from somewhere. Um, right now, he's young enough that he can he can develop that and, 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 and get that in his game. Uh, because, right now, as far as finishing's concerned, he doesn't have that composure in front of goal. But I'll tell you what he does have, confidence. Right. The volley he took from the ball dropping from 40 foot in the sky, taking that first time, <laughs> you don't do that unless you're confident. Right. Nobody does that. You, 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 you're too busy thinking you're going to look stupid. But he doesn't lack confidence. And while he's got confidence, then, as I said, he maybe will get that composure. Well,
2: they're calling them chaos at the moment, but they'll call them something else if they're not winning.
3: Right. And that's the bottom line.
2: I mean, your striker will get away with it to an extent if you've you've got other facets of your game that's good, if you're working hard, if you're a threat, if you're missing chances, fans will accept it to a certain extent if you're getting results. When the results dip and they're looking at you with the chances, that's when you're in trouble. Frank?
4: Uh, I think think what he does... He always do everything at 100%, like at 100 miles an hour. That sometimes, you know, you have to breathe just before shooting to just see what's going on in front of you. It's like, yeah, like the volley that he makes, a control with a little chip above the goalkeeper would have been enough. You try something so difficult and you do well, but it's so hard to do so that the goalkeeper gets the ball at the end of the day. So he's not lucky on top of it, but... Again, I think everybody is made like a young, you know, horse, want to do something and just happy to run and go everywhere, where sometimes, you know, just breathe, take your time and do something. Now that I've talked to about Nunez, can I talk about Mr. Emery and his tactic in the first half, please, because... I mean, it cracked me up. I think we all know how Liverpool plays. You know, if you let them play with the players that they have, the fullback that they have, with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, and you let them play, and on top of it, you decide to play high on the field, you're going to be hammered. And the first half, it was Trent alexander arnold at his best, doing whatever he wanted because he's so good at it, if he, especially when you don't put him under pressure. And the other side, Robertson. And I say, well, I think Mr. Emery never saw Liverpool playing before that because, I mean, that was absolutely insane for me. They were playing between each other. This is what happened in the first, in the first goal. But they were crossing the ball from side to side because they were playing so high at Aston Villa and and as I say, it's impossible to cop with Liverpool when you play that way. And it changed second half. I saw something else, better pressure because no pressure first half, playing high with no pressure, better pressure, better involvement from the from the fielder, the midfielders, and then a different game. But how you can you know kill the game in the first half because you decide the bad tactic. Have you seen Van Dyke? who was marking Van Dyke on the corner kicks, Bundia. What kind of tactic in that? You know, do you want to explain uh, to me? Well, they with A he giant... Played, go on, Frank. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I know, it was
2: crazy, that. No, no, he, go played on, go on. Two, he played with two... He, he played with two he, I mean, not getting into too much detail. He played with two guys in the wide position that don't really want to play there. Right. John McGinn wants to play centrally and was tucking in, and Bundia is a fancy player and is a number 10. He's not really... A, a guy it's going to track back, uh, he'll try, but it's not his natural game. And you need somebody that's going to watch those 2 fullbacks, particularly how far Robertson was getting forward.
1: Despite that tactical naivety, that first goal was a bit special, Stevie. Well. <laughs> no? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I mean, oh, yes.
3: The ball, the ball in behind is fantastic, outside of the right peg. You've got Robertson with the outside of his left peg. And it means that all Salah has to do is pour a cup of tea, get <laughs>
1: it in the back of the net.
3: Honestly, the best football is always the easiest football, and it doesn't get any easier yep.
1: than that. Two passes, balls in the back of the net. And then the second goal fan, Dyke, obviously getting on the score sheet, nicely just hits it cleanly. Yeah? Well, as Frank mentioned, I mean,
2: Bundia is tasked with sort of blocking him uh, more than picking him up, and then it just falls at him and... Yeah, a little deflection of Tyrone Mings and <laughs> I mean I just don't I get all these sorta of hybrid, sort of zonal, a little bit zonal. Some yeah. people try to block the run.
3: How can Bundia block? But they'll
5: just run over the top. <laughs> they
3: just <laughs> run <laughs> over the <laughs> top. Hey, hey, get like a hey, you pick him up with his hair uh, and just go
1: like that. Uh, N- Nunez of course didn't score, but he certainly contributed to it, didn't, the yeah. third goal here. Yeah, and that's the thing, if he
3: continues to assist then he will get away with not taking his opportunities. Again, just terrorising the defence, plays the ball across, gets mm. a little fortunate that, that it breaks to uh, Bejtich. Is that correct, Dan? Yes. You, you, well, you we'll,
1: I'll you what, we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go with it, Stevie. And, and uh, so he's contributing. I'm worried about the 18-year-old panicking under pressure there, Stevie. <laughs> Aye, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a little worrying. It's not bad, is it? What a finish. Yeah, and they brought, they brought Doakon later. Yeah, the
3: Scotland... looked about 12 years yeah, old. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: He <laughs> was a shy lad as well. <laughs> yes. He the old step-overs and yep. didn't quite make it, but yeah, they're not, they're not shy, these young lads.
1: Uh, so Liverpool taking all three points. Uh, big news away from the game is, of course, suggestions that Gakpo moving to Anfield is close to being a done deal. Of course, there's very much the staff of the Dutch side making that move from the Eredivisie uh, to the Premier League. Does this make sense, Stevie? I'm not 100% hmm. sure. Oh, wow. Why not?
3: Well, because does he. You know, where does he play? He, can, he kind of play. To me, he doesn't play way up high. Right. And he doesn't play in the middle. He's kind of in between. And so, where does, where does that fit in with the way Liverpool plays? I'm not so sure it does. Unless, unless they're, they're seeing something and he's going to play wider the front three, or else they're going to sit him back uh, and he's going to be doing a, a sort of Jude Bellingham by getting into the box late, but he's going to do all the hard work, uh, but then get forward. But for me, he's kind of in between. Do you have similar concerns? Uh,
2: not really, to be honest. I, I, and I think that's why United have been trying to buy him as well, and, and, and others. I think he, he played as far forward for the Dutch because it was a necessity, because their lack of goal threat... Uh, up front, particularly with Depay out and to start the tournament and, and the likes of Veghorst and uh, De Jong, not really a huge threat. I think he's, he's big and powerful, he sits a little bit deeper. There's guys behind, like Fabinho or Henderson or, or Thiago, that should be able to do a job. And he's a goal scoring threat from the midfield that they don't really have at the moment. You used to think about Wijnaldum, and his, alright, sometimes he went off the boil in terms of he's goal scoring but he was always making those runs he was always getting in the box and that was always a help to the front guys because it was taking up another defender and I think for the money when you think about it around 30-40 million I mean Jesus that's a, that's a steal it's yeah. not like they're paying 100 I was looking through like, I think Forrest played, paid like 30 million or so for Gibbs White
3: there's a whole list of players 30-40-50 million he's though 37 million I've... yeah you know, That's nothing. Guy, yeah. The guy who's one of the best, supposedly one of the best players. We've got go Cuno, who's just
1: gone for, for Atleti to Wolves for 50 million. I, I honestly yeah, think exactly. there's. A, so why yeah. it only 37? Don't don't worry about it. I (laughs) think this is Liverpool going
2: in and stealing a player, because everybody thought Ten Hag, the Dutch Dutch combination, is going to Man United, their need is more, and Liverpool said, hey, come here. We've had every start to the season, but we're much further down the road than them, and you're going to fit in nicely here. I think this is going to be great business for them. Do you agree, Frank?
4: I do I do definitely show during the World Cup, the talent that he has I think he he, has, he will have to find his uh his space his room you know to fit uh, in the Liverpool system but I'm sure he's, uh with Mr Klopp there will not be a, a a problem and uh, that's a very good uh, that's a very good move for him and, uh, and for the price that they pay Liverpool you know Chelsea we got Cucurella for 50 million so or well, 60 or even more you know <laughs> so uh, we, I think I think, I think it's a very good uh, bargain for, for, for Liverpool to get Gagpo because they need a player, they need another player because they got some injuries. So the, the question mark is always the same. What's going to happen when the others are going to come back from injury? Uh, how are you going to deal with that? We'll have the time
1: to talk about it and see how club deals with it. We certainly will. And of course, we'll have plenty of time to discuss the possible transfers that will come up in January on the show. But if you want to keep up to date online, you can do so over on our Transfer Talk website. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance.
1: it before, didn't we? Newcastle up to second in the table with a 3-0 victory over Leicester City. Eddie Howe's fine start to the season continues. It puts them just seven points adrift of Arsenal at the top of the table. One point ahead of City, three ahead of Spurs. Uh, They made this look easy today, Craig. It was over after this penalty. Yeah. uh, Which
2: (laughs) I was never in doubt. Uh, Chris Wood steps up and Callum Wilson unavailable. Big man batters it down the middle. And... Stepping up for the second half of the season, Mr Almiron again. Brilliant. Just Bri- oozes confidence. Brilliant. Just brilliant goal. And it's not the, you know, it's the type of ball back from Guimarez that you can't play in behind. The pace on it was perfect. And Leicester continuing with their start to the season of yeah. Can't defend a set piece. It was over at half-time. It was, quite frankly, it was was an embarrassment. Um, Newcastle just picked the baton up and went... Right, we're carrying on. It's not just a goal threat. We talked about, you know, whether they'll go out in January and splurge. I don't think so. They've got here by not signing big stars, right? Burnett left back, Joe Linton's playing better than ever, Longstaff, Willock, Wood from Burnley, Wilson to come back in. It's about coaching and managing for them. Plus work rate. When you watch Almiron's work rate, not just his goal threat, that tells you all you need to know.
1: In, in contrast, it's interesting, obviously, um, Frank bringing up some of the deals that Chelsea did over the summer, which you just feel with just got kind of panic left, right and centre. Yeah. There's a real plan, it seems, at Newcastle, a plan that's been executed really well so far. They've got a bit of everything. I mean, you've got Trippier and set pieces. Sharon Botman have been good defensively.
3: You know, Gamares is a real football player. You've got Longstaff doing the work. You know, Willock getting in the box late, as there's. As there's Almiron, you got Woods. And where did Joe Linton come from? <laughs> this is a guy who, when they signed him a couple of years ago, we're all going, what, what is this guy? Yeah. Is he a centre-forward? Should he be playing centre-back? All of a sudden, he, look, he looks like a football player. So they, they can play you any game. If you want a game of football, they can pass it and get after you because they got pace and they got some ability. But they also got strength. And today, against Leicester... I mean, you talk, you talk about a mismatch as far as physical strength is concerned. I mean, the set of pieces, you saw the, the Joe Linton goal there. There's about half a dozen Newcastle players, that are head and shoulders above Leicester. I mean, Leicester are just, they're a lovely team to watch, that passes the ball really nicely, and on their day, if they're all at their best, then, then they're great. Yeah. But i tell you what, if they're not, they've got nothing to offer. They can't physically fight you. They can't,
1: they can't pick you up at set pieces they, can't, they don't do anything and I mean Craig said this game is done after the penalty you would think at the start of the season maybe Newcastle's ambition would be a place in Europe has to be a place in the Champions League now doesn't it from what we've seen yeah 100% they're as
2: good as any team out with City and Arsenal and maybe they'll think they're, they could match them on the day I, I, I think probably not but but yeah, I mean, they would be gutted now if they were to finish in fifth spot. Yep. Um, so it's theirs to keep going. On top of the, all the things you talk about, they're not quite Frank Le is coming out with the ball. But, but, but <laughs> Botman and Don't don't give him no, that. Oh, no, I don't. Do he knows that. that. Don't do he that. He knows that. Well, yes, but, but he tells but, us that. But, but <laughs> Bot, Botman and Char, they're two, They're not old-fashioned centre halves, but they're prepared. The Stevies said for a fight. Right. So is Burn. Trippy is no mug. He's not the biggest. But they they want to to do the ugly side of the game as well. They're quite prepared to throw themselves in front of the ball. They're quite prepared to defend. It's not just, oh, this is much better football than Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce and all these things when we were bored to death watching them play with 30% possession. It's not just about that. It's about the other side of the game. Oh, and by the way, they remedied their goal. Not that they had a big goalkeeping situation because Bravko actually played well for them. But Pope was a step up. So all the way back and through the spine, they're strong.
1: So Newcastle continuing where they left off, Spurs as well, but not in the way in which they would want to, as once again we see them coming from behind and being a two-half side. This time against Brentford, Brentford 2-0 up, Spurs getting it back to 2-2 to take a point. This is silly isn't isn't it, Stevie? Yeah, I think you've got to point the finger
3: at Conte. You, you can't do this as often as they do without thinking it's the way the manager puts them on the field you know all the things all the things particularly away from home you try to put home to your players as you know pick up good positions defensively when we don't have the ball, you know make sure you stay with your men I mean all the basic stuff that 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 you want to do to start the game well and for some reason, the message he seems to give. Tottenham players is that they forget to play and they just kind of sit in a spot and sort of back off and so if you're going to go to Brentford and think that they're not going to come after you then you're crazy and that's pretty much what happened the last nine matches Craig they've gone behind
2: Yeah, but it's got, it doesn't matter where they go I mean it, 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 Bournemouth was the same came back and won I think right at the death I think it was 3-2 doesn't matter it doesn't have to be the, the better teams in the Premier League it's, it's anybody mm. Anybody. But when you're aware of it, you know this is a problem. Why isn't... Well, it's him. I mean, the buck stops with, with Conte. I mean, he's got every other gripe under the sun. But th- this isn't down to transfers or salaries or squad. It's, it's down to his team, his setup. up It's his problem to fix, nobody else's. It's not Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy gave him a decent summer. He gave him a decent summer. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't horrendous. It was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, they're better than they were and they're in a decent position, but this will cost them. Yeah. This will cost them. I mean, they've got one or two gripes in this game. Right. For sure, I thought anyway, certainly with a pull on Kane at the back post. Uh, but the going behind is just ludicrous now.
1: Uh, let's take a look at the, the, Ken, uh, the Kane shout. This came when they were 1-0 down and, and you look at it, Stephen, you just kind of think, yeah, that's a penalty. I can't understand
3: how it's not given. And the only thing I can suggest is that for some reason, the VAR and the referee he lets think him go. Right Harry end. Kane is instigating you know the that. contact. Because there's no other reason not to give a penalty. Yeah. I, I think it's 100% the The Brentford
2: penalty. defender does that at the end. Yes. Innocence. But, he's already, but it's already done. Yeah, even if he lets him go at the end, he's impeded, him, he's impeded him from playing and making a move for the ball that's come in. I mean, it's a rugby challenge. It's got a, how I don't understand,
4: Frank. Yeah, of course, nothing much to to uh, to say more about it. You know, it's a clear penalty. The guy is holding Kane. And, you know, he's not even looking at the ball when the ball hit him. It, it hits his back, and he pretends that with uh, you know, putting his arms, uh, his arms very wide, like like he didn't do anything. I mean, you have to be very naive to not see that's a clear foul.
1: Uh, do you want to go on Antonio Conte rant, Frank? Well, the thing is, yeah, um, because the thing
4: is, I, I, it cracks me up every time I see him in the in the, in the post uh, game press conferences. You know where, you know, it's never his fault. Where, in fact, he has the players he needs because they react well, so therefore they have the quality for that. As Craig mentioned, you know, it's what you do before and CV as well. It's what you put before into the dressing room and the atmosphere that you put in the squad like it's like well let's wait and see what's going on and so and then we're gonna react but I think you're not good enough to start from scratch and prove me wrong by attacking from the the gago where you know you are able to react therefore you proving me wrong again because you're good enough to do what I don't want you to do at the first at uh, uh, at the, the Gago. That's insane. That's stupid. He has the player that he needs, but he doesn't want them to do it from the kickoff. That's that I don't get it. And he's always trying to find excuses like it's never his fault.
2: Well, we had three or four weeks break from his whining, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, quite frankly, it's just beyond tedious now. I mean, he knew when the World Cup was. He knew when the World Cup final was. He knew when the first Premier League game of the season was for him, again, like others, on Boxing Day. He knew there was a potential for some of his players going all the way, one or two of his players. Now, it might not have happened with, with Romero and uh, if, if, you know, after the Saudi Arabia game, they, they got walloped and they got put out, but they didn't. They picked themselves up, brushed themselves down and got to the final. He knew France were yep. always likely to go deep into the competition. So I'm sorry, but have you just sat at home drinking a cup of tea, waiting to pop your head above the parapet and have a damn good wine again about it? Get on with it. I mean it is what it is. Others are having to deal with it. We've just talked about Newcastle. Yeah. Are Newcastle have they gone out and the Saudi Arabian ownership haven't come in and spent a billion dollars? Right? They've come in and bought some good players. Are they better players than Tottenham? Would 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 Wood go to Tottenham? Would Wilson go to Tottenham ahead of Kane? Perisic and all these guys that have been in World Cup finals, Bentoncourt, all these guys that play for Tottenham are as good, on paper, if not better, than anything that Newcastle have. And yet they've... All right, I'm not suggesting Eddie Howe doesn't have the odd wins or or two, but it's a constant. Yeah. Now, as this is pre-January... Daniel Levy, if I don't get it, I'm gone.
1: Right. I, I don't yeah, know. Still stalling on his contract, But
2: isn't it? it's just, I mean, it's beyond parody what, now.
1: What, What's interesting is that we've discussed City, Newcastle and Arsenal in such, well, certainly Arsenal and Newcastle in a very positive way. You put City in that conversation as well because of really? who they are. Spurs seem so far behind. Like the likes of Arsenal, you know, the likes of Newcastle, you would expect them to be battling with almost a head off at the start of the season. Well, if
3: you look at what they have on paper, then absolutely. But then we've just sat here and pretty much laid out why we think Spurs are struggling. Right. And, and that's because of the way Conte is. Now, again, people say, well, who would you get other than Conte? Maybe, maybe one of his coaches needs to have a word with him and say, look, we can play. The last half hour against Brentford, they were absolutely fantastic. They completely annihilated Brentford. Brentford... An hour earlier, with this big, strong team that, that were quicker and stronger and faster right. and everything, and for the last half hour, they looked like a bunch of schoolboys because, because Spurs got the bit between their teeth. So maybe the coaching staff, somebody needs to step up and say, Gaffer, we need to, we need to get on the but front foot. what's the conversation but, there? Release the handbrake right. from the start. We need to get on the front foot. Somebody has to have the you-know-what to turn around to Conte as a staff member and say, we need to get on the front foot. We can't go out and play it safe to start with and then build our way into the game because it's clearly not working. And until somebody has that conversation with them, it's not going to change.
2: He's trying to con people into thinking. I'm not suggesting because he's had success. But let's be honest, he's trying to con supporters into thinking they can't play a different way because of what he's got. But yet the evidence suggests, as Stevie said, they can win their bar. And yeah. and we've seen it not just in today's game against Brentford. We've seen it multiple times this season when they've gone behind or they've been asked a question. He's made either made some changes or the personnel that's been out there have changed their mindset and they've actually gone and played some really good football and they've battered teams. And you like, and I know we've all discussed this, Frank included, where we're sitting going, where's this from the start? So. It, It negates his argument. Nobody's saying they're Man City and Liverpool to watch. Or even Arsenal. Nobody's saying they're going to be the best team in the Premier League to watch. But they can be a damn sight better than what they have been. And maybe that would improve the start
1: of the games as well. Uh, Let's take a look at the other results, shall we, from Boxing Day today. Those that are certainly affecting at the bottom of the table. Bad result for Southampton, losing at home against Brighton, who continue their fine start to the season. 3-1 victory there for the visitors. Meanwhile, Crystal Palace had two players sent off as Fulham beat them 3-0 at Selhurst Park. And elsewhere... Not good for Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard's still in charge, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wolves,
1: uh, take all three points from Goodison as they went by two goals. one. Look at Everton now. Oh they are sitting 17th in the table. You can see how important that victory was for Wolves. Just one point now behind Frank Lampard's side. Southampton in real trouble, you feel. Bring a new manager. They were very poor today. Forrest, of course, in action against Manchester United on Tuesday.
5: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Meanwhile, action on Tuesday, of course, in the Premier League. Everybody's going for a Chelsea victory as they play host to Bournemouth. And then in the late game, it's United against Nottingham Forest, I imagine... Yes, everybody who's going for a Manchester United win as well. Be sure to join us on the next edition of the show. We'll be we reflecting on how we got it so wrong as far as get the win, uh, Old Trafford. So be sure to join us. Uh, that is it. That brings us then to the end of today's program. Be sure to stay tuned, though. Uh, Frank buff is back with us. Stevie, staying? Alright. <laughs> if you want, I can go if you want. Oh, you can stay. It's just a nice, just a question. What? No, is, yeah. I'm turning off. off. I want it cough. <laughs> Great, but you want to cough. Like <laughs> We've we'll extra time. Want... Extra time's live after this. When are you going to
3: cough? I want it cough in between going off and extra We'll thing. cough. We'll get ready. Here we go,
1: then. Extra time is next. a God, cough. Not no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. There you go. Uh, thank you very much for all your questions. Frank Leboeuf is with us. <laughs> Frank's face. Oh, Frank's happy, isn't he? Look, cheery. Yeah, well, he's not no in the rubbish. room. <laughs> he's not in the room with Steve. No, <laughs> I just,
4: heard, I just heard this cough, you know, that was pretty oh. disgusting, but whatever. Yes,
1: yes whatever. exactly. We're just happy you're in France and not here in, in Connecticut, Frank. Uh, Stevie, how do you coach a player like Darwin Nunez, who has all the qualities but lacks that finishing?
3: I think as much as anything else, the key is what Frank said earlier. Take a breath. Take a breath.
1: And can you... Does that resonate with a Mac player? Like, it's one thing to say it. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's repetition. You get them and you get them on
3: the ball. You knock it ahead, them. Right. And then you start. You start getting in the habit of breathing before you take your strike. Absolutely. Uh, there is,
4: Dan. There is a big example today. You know, I, I wanted to interfere, but I think the conversation was so good that I didn't. Uh, but uh, no, you know, but uh, you know, <laughs> Almiran, you know, when uh, when when he scored his goal today, what he does, he does at 100%. But when he shoots, you can feel that he stops a little bit to check everything, and to put on the side very you know nicely. That's what we want from Nunez. We saw that also Saka when he scores, the control is hard because the other guard wants to shoot, so the pass is the assist is strong. He controlled the ball, then he breathed, then he put the ball in. It's what we don't see from Nunez yet, I think.
1: Now, Stevie said that Gakpo would be an awful signing, so it's interesting you bring in this question. How do you feel about a gakpo <laughs> nunez Salah front line, Stevie?
5: <laughs> I refuse to answer
1: that.
3: The Dan Thomas school of Porky pies. OK, you said you wouldn't buy him because you don't know where he'd
1: fit in the side. I never said that either. <laughs> You said you weren't sure where he does fit in the side I never said that either Well you did say that
2: uh,
3: Well anything you say I don't, You just make, you make stuff up
1: But you did say you weren't sure Where he'd fit in the I side I wasn't element. sure where he'd fit The more I think
3: about it Could he be a Wijnaldum Except maybe give you more goals Right Because I don't see him as a front front three Right so, maybe he's uh, one in the middle three that gives you goals, as well as a hard work. That is what I said. None of your nonsense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what positive for you, Stevie? Surely you should just give me the $50 now. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing to do. I mean, I, there's no way they don't finish the top four. Wow, how they've changed. Uh, how they've changed since you said you didn't see any improvement from the start of the well, season. again, I never said that. <laughs> Do you think it was odd that Wenger hasn't been back to the Emirates since 2018? Well, he's busy. Well, he's busy trying trying to change change everything for the worst. Uh, Stevie, after you left the Revs, have you been back to the stadium? How long did it take you to feel comfortable returning back? I went back. I went back for the Patriots game. So I didn't actually go. So you have never been back to a Revs match? No. Huh? Would you feel comfortable? Yeah, why not? I think you'd be well-received, wouldn't you? People liked you. Yeah, why well, would I not? Oh, all hey. those
3: empty seats. I just don't fancy driving two hours there and two hours back. All right.
1: watch that? Basically. That's the only reason. Frank, after a poll suggests Jal Felix might go to Chelsea, how could you see him fit in their attack? Ah... Uh,
4: Oh. I don't know, you know, but Chelsea is looking for a striker, somebody who can score goals. Jao Felix is a fantastic player, but it's like Havertz, Ziyech, uh, and, and like three others, like we see coming to Chelsea and being the, uh, the, the, the guy who's going to serve the striker that Chelsea doesn't have. That's what, you know, it's a question mark for me. You know, you can multiply the good players who can serve the striker. But if you don't have the striker, what's the point to have those players? So I think Chelsea's main target should be getting a striker who can score goals on his own. Who can create something on his own. Not somebody who needs to many players to serve him because they actually don't do it right now. So, Joao is a fantastic player. But yet, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Maybe he would be the right fit. But um, I, that I don't have the answer. Did you see Potter's
2: comments about he went on a holiday to, must have been the West Coast? What? He he, Como? West Coast of where? Uh, Scotland. <laughs> and he said oh, the weather wasn't very good. Was but, it, but it, Portland, he went yeah. to, well, he was steering into the Pacific, he said. Right, okay. Look, What's the <laughs> <where? laughs> <laughs> well, if he was, he a big
1: pair of uh, binoculars. Oh, uh, man, there you go. He said, I was, I was, slightly ruined my holiday or form. Yeah. Oh, well, Yeah, I bet it did. Yeah, I bet it did. Uh, Stevie, where does Robbo rank in the best Liverpool or maybe Premier League left-back of all time? Well, oh, he's up there. So I think was it was Jim Beglin in the commentary today he said he was the best left-back of all time. You played left-back. That's a you? bit of a stretch, I think, Liverpool? even for Jim. Who are we
2: talking about? Uh Alan Kennedy?
1: Aye, oh, yeah. Alan Kennedy, Alec Lindsay. Where was your most prominent position in Liverpool? Where did you play the most? Bob. Phil. Cool. Right back? That's not an
3: easy question, Dan, because I was all over the shop. OK. When you were Player of the Year, what was your position? Centre back. Right, OK. Yeah. I don't think I could answer that. lot. Oh. No. Because every time I think Ray Black, I go, oh, no, boy, left, And then when I see the left, fight, I think... Right, well, you Were you a better left back than Andy Robinson. Well, that's the, you can't ask me that. The, you can't ask me that. No, those that's questions are not for you. Question. No. But I think, I think people... No, <laughs> oh, it isn't. You... But then, to be no, fair... he can't answer that question. Is it really surprising that he has a stupid question?
2: <laughs> You're not going to have him Let's go on... on uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But I think because oh think has got, he's got The most assists now For defender I believe In the Premier League Yes I think yep. the one thing is And I heard Jim Talking about Jim's a great guy by the way Very good at his job I just think there's a little bit In general With what's been done In the last 10 or 15 years And a lot of it's
1: Because kind of, the game's changed Yeah I don't know what is, What's Jim Bennington's you nickname? Think, what was his nickname? Can we say that? Dex Why Dex? Because <laughs> <Thank
3: God. laughs> Do you remember Dex's Midnight has Runners In a band? A yeah. band, right? Yes, yeah It was Come On Eileen, I think was the song right? Yes, yeah right. Well, he had a pair of, of dungarees Like <laughs> Like Blue dungarees Right And Jim came into training one day With a pair of blue dungarees Like blue denim dungarees, I right? Dungarees so that's where you got Dex from. Wow! And it just stuck. It stuck. One back. time with Dungarees. Dex is midnight rolls. I
1: mean, it's like more Salah, isn't it? What matching Kenny Dalglish with goals?
2: I know he's matching him, I know he might match him with goals, but he's
3: not. He's it's not. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a different. He's game. He's
2: not. I mean, I'm sorry, Dalglish was not different.
3: He's probably game. had more chance. He's probably had twice the amount of chances
1: as Kenny's had. Right. Just the way the game is. Uh, final question, Stevie. How was your Christmas? Did you enjoy any shepherd's pie? Um, I, so, you, you're very active apparently at Christmas. We have a lovely picture of you here I- enjoying yourself at Christmas. <laughs> Look, there you gave me. <laughs> there he is.
3: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was sat with my grandson. Right. And, it uh, as if you're about to get off. We both fell asleep. We both He'll fell
2: asleep. Have you got twins in
3: there?
2: Mark's <laughs> Frank, he's,
3: gonna, both, he's pregnant! We both fell asleep and they took him up and still left me there. Right.
4: How many slatter, How many? are you?
3: Hand on the blanket, how many
4: are you?
1: But you're doing the old grandad trick of holding the remote, so if I change the channel, you'll be like, I was, I was watching that, uh, oh, I was watching that!
3: Yes, I don't disagree.
1: Oh dear, did you have a nice Christmas You were in Philadelphia and you drove back yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I had a terrible headache. Oh no! Uh, Tablets for that? Yeah. Just not good, Steve. You don't no. seem to be in a very good m- place. Oh, I've got a cold. I? Right. Yeah. yeah. I've got a cold. You yeah. see his face when I told
3: him when he walked in. Yes. It'll well, you've cold, you yeah. like
2: Well, no, I was just stay at home and do it from home
1: today. Well, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, it's they... too late. <laughs> We're all freaking. Well, it's too late for you. We've all got the cold. Too late for you. <laughs> yeah, that's tomorrow. Right. And did you buy any, anything for Christmas? No. No? Okay. Did she buy you anything? Nope. Oh, well, that's good. That's nice. And we discussed, you discussed you went to a restaurant, didn't you? We discussed that on yeah. the. How was it? Lovely. Oh, good. Best thing we did. Yeah, I you bet. To, takes all the faff out of all it, All yeah? the faff. Perfect. Faf and the bill. Well, that's all right. No, but it was nice. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. What did you have?
2: <laughs> uh, right up his street. I had a caprese salad to
3: start. Oh, right, you love that. So Salad is Brizzled. a green thing. Drizzled <laughs> <laughs> oh. with balsamic. I wish it was my m-
2: And my wife and daughter had a calamari, and then we had braised, uh, braised beef.
3: Nice. Beautiful. Hold Beautiful. 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 Well, Hold on. What well. did I have?
2: Come on. She had a. Uh, I always get told off for saying this. <laughs> the fillet. Yeah, filet mignon. Filet, filet mignon. mignon.
1: Right. Well, she, done. Wanted, she, should, she should have
2: had it medium well. And she had it well done because oh, she doesn't. I'm like, surprised you allowed her that to happen. Craig She's 19. I just let her do it. But wow. needless to say, unsurprisingly, when she cut it open, yeah. it looked like somebody'd have to brick in half. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was bone dry. In the middle was like. Hey what I'm
2: saliv- I'm salivating here. It's saliving. She did admit. She said,
1: "Oh, I would have I had a little bit of blood in it." There you and go. And I oh, uh, Frank, what did you do? You, you had your meal on Christmas Eve. Is that right? Excuse me. When did you have your Christmas meal? What did you have for it? Um, we got
4: some uh, um, chicken with uh, well, you know, the, the turkey. Sorry, turkey okay. with uh, with uh, some green beans. And uh, my son used to work for a big chef, so he prepared a fantastic uh, mashed potatoes, which was which which was absolutely delicious. And then we had a fantastic. Uh, uh, dessert from Mr. Hermé, a very big, um, a very known chef uh, in France oh, for patisserie, and uh, we call that the milfeuille, but it's uh, uh, de milfeuille, so 2,000 leaves, and uh, that's crazy, it was too sweet, and uh, it oh. was a bit too much for me, but, uh, oh. but lovely, fantastic, and uh, we had a great time. It's not about food, it's about... It's all about also about drinks, you know. We had good champagne and we had good oh. red wine as well, you know. And it's just nice. about having good time together.
1: No, oh, no arguments then, Frank, in the Le household.
4: Uh, no, we have good discussions because we oh. don't agree with everything, especially with everything I say. There is like a, there is a conspiracy behind me, and uh, <laughs> similar to every, every time I say something. They... <laughs> Don't well, no, well. we don't talk, no. Um, and some discussion we can't talk about, you know. And I was a Christian... <laughs> How was your Christmas, Dan? How was, very, g- how was your Christmas? Very nice. Night?
1: Very special. It's the first time all three of my sons were together. So it's great. Very good. Oh, uh, cool. Nice. They're a bit older. Perfect. Everyone, Everyone had a good time. More mature. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very... Oh, it was nice when there's no arguments. No arguments, no lurgy. It was all lovely. Well, that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Uh, that's it, then. That brings us to the end of the show. We will be back. Me and Craig will be back tomorrow uh, to reflect on both Chelsea and United in action. Chelsea taking. On Bournemouth, united by Host of Forest.
5: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work.